0: welcome to Astro Babble. I'm Donna from Donabee Astrology.
1: And I'm Linda from
0: Scullywag Astrology. And today we are going to be talking about the upcoming year ahead forecast for the major transits for the sign, the rising sign of Leo. And we ask you that you use the rising sign. Um, Linda and I did a video about that on, and she will link into that. Okay, so the First planet we're going to be talking about is Mercury and Mercury is going to have, it's going to squeak out four retrograde periods for this year and only because the first period ends January 1st, which is, which is nice. Now Mercury is known for its quickness. It's the first planet closest to the sun. It goes around the sun a lot more times than the other planets do. It never is far away from the sun. It is always within 28 degrees. Mercury is known for being quick and is the messenger. It's it's in charge of commerce as well as detail type things that, you know, the weights and measures. It stations retrograde December 13th, 2023 in Capricorn. And then we'll station direct January 1st, 2024, in Sagittarius. And this will be going and happening in your sixth and fifth houses where it's retrograding. So it's going to go all the way into your sixth house. By January 1st, it's going to be back in your fifth house. And the sixth and the fifth houses are responsible for pets as well as your health and, and illnesses as well as, uh, the work that you do if you're in the service industry, such as doctors or emergency workers, police officers, that type of thing that, that work for the public. Judges are as well supposed to work for the public. So if you are in one of those occupations, you might, this retrograde mercury, if you are a Leo rising, this will be, this will be in this in the sixth house. And then when it retrogrades it'll go into the fifth house and you might have to readdress some issues that you had you had created in the fifth house which is your fifth house is the house of creativity as well as hobbies and things that you do for fun like you know gambling and and that type of thing and this might be a time where you would need to readdress those particular topics either through your work or through your uh your house of fun
1: mm-hmm. yeah Could be issues to do with children too. So, Mm.
0: as you create those,
1: yes, yes, you do. (laughs) From the 1st of April to the 25th of April, Mercury is going to retrograde in Aries, which is in your ninth house. So, the ninth house is higher education, it's foreigners, foreign countries, it is the law and publishing, it is also um, esoteric subjects it's philosophy, religion, beliefs, and other cultures. So matters to do with these people or topics may need to be uh, addressed. Maybe you're seeing somebody that you haven't seen for a long time that you went to university with or college. Maybe it's somebody you know from a foreign country or a different culture. You haven't seen them for a while. Maybe they come back into your life at this time. Doesn't mean they're going to be there forever. Just, you know, they may be To say it's somebody you knew when you were visiting a different country and now they're visiting you, or vice versa. It could be needing to review something. So, if you are uh, studying, you may need to be extra careful with assignments and uh, work that you're doing at this time. It may be something to do with an esoteric subject, or it could be something to do with philosophy or religion or beliefs. Maybe you are. For whatever reason revising those topics.
0: Hmm. And then Mercury will station retrograde August 4th, 2024 in Virgo which is um, your second house and stations direct in August 28th in Leo which is your first house. So these are going to be uh, issues that where you're going to have to be readdressing those topics um, in your second house such as finance and uh, what you value as well as as your first house, and um readdressing those things that you are doing just for yourself. So this is going to be a very interesting time
1: mm, very interesting time. And then, from the twenty fifth of November to the fifteenth of December, Mercury will be retrograde in Sagittarius, which is your fifth house. So this has to do with your children, creative subjects or creativity in general. It is also associated with fun topics like socializing and romance and sport and you know anything that brings you joy basically. This could be a great time to go back if you um, write you know, or if you paint, or if you're some sort of artistic, it's a great time to go back and edit. It could be uh, something to do with your children, maybe you need to redo something with a child, maybe, could be anything to do with a child, you know, need to go back over something, it could be um, could be catching up with, um, you know, somebody you haven't seen for a long time, when Mercury's retrograde in the seventh house sometimes ex-lovers can come back but um, the fifth house is also romance so there's a possibility that you know there could be a romantic interest that comes back into your life at this time. Doesn't mean that you necessarily are going to be um, in a relationship with them or you know romantic with them but you may just hear from them or you know see them. Yeah so just going back over matters to do with the fifth house but they do tend to be fun topics so it might be quite enjoyable seeing or hearing from these people or it could be you know a little bit frustrating if it's like you know you're trying to attend um, a concert or something you know maybe you get there and you find out ah it was really for the night before. I know people that have done that and yeah how frustrating. I know somebody who flew From England to um, the US to attend a concert and um, yeah was out of date. (laughs) That would have been majorly upsetting. So I wish I had the details whether that was a ninth house or fifth house um, retrograde
0: going on at that time for for him. And then the next planet we're talking about is going to be Venus. Venus is the second planet from the Sun and she is called the Bright One, and she is one of two of the benefic planets we have in our universe that's affecting our lives. Now, Venus is in charge of the beautification. She's in charge of the social gains. She'll be moving into your sixth house of Capricorn on January 23rd, you should find some kind of a benefit in your 6th house so with venus in there you might get you might get a puppy i mean the 6th house is a, has a lot to do with your pets um this could but it also has a lot to do with your illnesses as well you might recover from an illness that you have been struggling with this could also be a time um where you get a benefit you know where you thought you might have you know, like pneumonia, but it's just a cold, you know, it's, it's, you'll, you'll get a benefit or, or you, or you thought you might've broken a bone and it's just a sprain. I'm not so sure a sprains matter, but, um, they take longer to, 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 to heal. But anyways, but the thing is, is you're going to get a benefit some way in your illnesses is, is what I would suspect. Or if you would get an, you would get a benefit because the six houses also could be, um, you know, your coworkers. if you are, if you, if you are a police officer, uh, emergency worker, a doctor, um, those type of things that serve the public, uh, you might get a benefit through, through that as well.
1: Mm-hmm. And from the 16th of February to the 11th of March, Venus will be in Aquarius in your seventh house. So this should be a really nice time for your closest one-on-one relationships. That's partnerships, romantic and business. It's close friends and it is also um, client relationships. So if you're in a a job where you work very closely one-on-one with uh, clients, this could include them as well. You may benefit through partners. There may be, you know, a gift. Yeah, but generally speaking it should be a nice harmonious time really nice time for your closest one-on-one relationships.
0: Very nice and on March 11th Venus is going to move into Pisces and this is a sign where she's exalted in. So this is a sign um, that that houses the themes of other people's money as well as your spouse's or significant other's money or income. So you know, if your spouse might you know get a raise, this would be a benefit for for sure for that. This could also be an inheritance, um, a loan. Uh, if you if you thought you had to pay you know two thousand dollars in taxes and you only have to pay a thousand dollars, that would be a benefit. Um, So yeah this is this is all about uh, other people's money in the 11th house or the 8th house for March 11th when when Venus moves into that house.
1: And from April 4th to April 29th Venus will be in Aries where she's not in the strongest position because she's in a Mars ruled sign but she's still a benefic. So hopefully she'll bring something nice in the 9th house. So the Ninth House is foreigners and foreign countries. It is religion, beliefs, philosophy. It's higher education. It's other cultures. It's things that are very different to what you're used to. If the Third House is what's known to us and close, the Ninth House is what we need to learn about sort of thing. So things that we're not familiar with. And um, yeah so this could be astrology, tarot, this could be the law or publishing. So you know maybe you have a good outcome on something to do with publishing or the internet because the internet's also uh, ninth house or you know a lawsuit. It could also you may benefit through um, a religion or maybe you take up some esoteric subject and find that really helpful or you could benefit through um, foreigners or somebody from a different culture
0: or a different country. I think I said foreigners. Very interesting. (laughs) Yeah you did very interesting and then um, venus will be moving into taurus her own sign april 29th and this is going to be happening in your 10th house or you're known for the things that you do in the 10th house the 10th house is, is what you're known for it, and a lot of times it's the, your career so you know you could get a a, a job opportunity a, a a raise or a promotion or some kind of recognition in uh, when venus enters this this tenth house, yeah, I uh, I want a logo when when Venus entered my tenth house, so <laughs> you know, it will start. It's a benefit in some way, so yeah, this is this is definitely something to look forward to, and we're we are graced that uh Venus will not be going into retrograde this year, so mm-hmm. we very have that nice. to look forward to as well. when Venus is in the house of Taurus, this is her own sign, so she is very. Strong as far as being able to accomplish what she wants to accomplish here in the tenth house. So your your career should um, come out to benefit with Venus being there.
1: And from the 23rd of May to the 17th of June, Venus will be in Gemini in your 11th house. The 11th house is groups, friends, and organizations. It's also people that can help you or assist you, particularly with career and public reputation. So you may benefit at this time either through friends or groups, you may um, even have somebody that can assist you with career perhaps, maybe a mentor or something similar or it could be just a nice harmonious time because Venus brings harmony. Also she is associated with romance so maybe you know there's a new romance somehow related to somebody that you know through friends or groups or it could be a friend just a nice time nice time to um be socializing
0: with friends or groups on june 17th uh she's going to be moving into cancer and this is your this is your 12th house this could be the house of your own undoing in cancer is uh in the 12th house are the hidden things this could be an opportunity to Go for a retreat. This could be a time to go to rehab if you are working on overindulgence, which is something Venus helps you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this will be a benefic, uh, a benefit in the twelfth house. As far as if you do go away, this this will be for your better good. This will be expressing Venus in a in a in a more positive light. Other than, you know, because the, uh, the opposite would be your own undoing and things like that.
1: And from July 11th to the 4th of August, Venus will be in Leo in your first house. So Leo, I'm sure you'll be very happy to know this is a really great time for your appearance. Just a glow up time. This is great time for a makeover, great time to buy clothes, get your hair cut, you know, unless you've got something that's making contact your first house yeah you should be fine but generally speaking you know Venus in the first makes makes everything a little bit more beautiful makes everything a little bit more harmonious you're probably likely to be more charming people want to socialize with you, you just come across as more graceful
0: and more harmonious just easier to get along with it's a nice time Yeah, I'm thinking with Leo, you know, they like to shine anyways. Her nickname is the Bright One. So this is, I think it's perfect for a Leo Mm. to have Venus there. So it'll be a good time. So August 4th, um, Venus will move into Virgo, which is your second house. And um, Venus isn't as comfortable in Virgo. She, uh, in the second house, you should experience a benefit as far as uh, this is, because this is the house of your finances and, and the things that you value, and she does have a little bit of affinity with the things that you value, as she is the natural ruler of Taurus and the natural ruler of the of uh, the second house. But going beyond that, um, when Venus goes to Virgo and in your into your second house, this is. This is the house where the things that you value you you might get something that you value that might not necessarily be monetary, but something still that you value. Uh, this would be a great time for Venus moving into your second house because you will ex- you should expect a um, not expect but you should it would be very probable for you to get a benefit while Venus is in your second house.
1: Yes. And from the 29th of August to the 22nd of September, Venus is going to be in Libra, which is really nice because Venus rules Libra, so she's very strong here. Uh, Libra is your third house, so that includes subjects like siblings, cousins and uh, other extended family. It's also short courses, it's your local neighborhood and your neighbors, and it's um, transportation. So, look, this is a nice time to spend with siblings or family. It's a nice time to spend with neighbors and those in your general neighborhood. And when Venus is in uh, the third house, it's just this is your day-to-day kind of moving around, you know, your local area and just day-to-day things. It's really nice. Everything's kind of going smoothly and it's you're feeling the love in your everyday life. It's It's a nice placement. And I mean, for you, it's uh, in a strong sign. So extra lovely.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then September 22nd, Venus will move into Scorpio, which is your fourth house. And the fourth house is your home, uh, as well as your lineage, as well as your family's or your parents' home. So this could be a beautifying project to your home, um, a social engagement, maybe with uh, your your lineage, your your like a family reunion. Um, yeah, this this is the type where where, where Venus is wanting to show benefit um, in your fourth house areas, like your home.
1: Mm-hmm. And from the seventeenth of October to November eleventh, Venus will be in Sagittarius in your fifth house. Uh, really fun house. Venus enjoys being in the fifth house. Uh, This includes topics like your children, romance, socializing, uh, artistic pursuits, creativity, just anything you do for fun and you know Venus is all about what brings us joy so this is a fun place. Yeah so just a a really good time to enjoy yourself with the people that uh, bring you joy, your children, your friends, romance, just socializing, just a really nice time. Great time for a holiday perhaps. Mm.
0: Yeah and then November 11th Venus will be moving into Capricorn, your sixth house and the sixth house is the house of your if you are a service worker, this could be a benefit with that. If you are like a fireman, police officer, emergency worker, doctor, um, somebody that serves the public, you could see a benefit through that. This is also the house of illness. So if you had an illness that you've been struggling with, this could be a time where you're overcoming it or, or getting better, you know, at whatever or reaching a hurdle that you've been trying to. Uh, work towards and this could also have something to do with your pet because the sixth house is the house of your your pets so if you you might be getting a benefit through either either getting a pet which is always a benefit or or maybe you're you're passing a um you know an obedience class or your your dog finally after you know Sixty million times won't come to you, but you know, it's chasing a squirrel and it comes to you. (laughs) It could be, you know, and then you you call it and 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 she comes. That could be a benefit too, as as well. It's it's a it's a very nice, it's a nice, it's a nice gift that you are getting in your sixth house. Mm
1: -hmm. And from the seventh of December, Venus will be in Aquarius in your seventh house. So this is your closest one-on-one relationship. So. This is a nice time to spend with friends, with partners, whether that's business or romantic. Uh, Nice time with clients too. Should be, you may benefit in some way through them, or it may be just a nice harmonious time. Just easier, lighter, more pleasant time with the closest people in your life.
0: And then the next planet that we are going to be talking about is going to be Mars. And Mars is known for fighting and aggression as well as leadership and bravery so uh you know when mars goes into a house it, it's it's a lot of action because you know mars is so active mars contributes to the drive that you have when you are you know of whatever house it's in that's where it supplies the drive and the energy a lot of times so january 4th um it will be moving into capricorn into your sixth house and this really is not a um, it's, it's not really an, a, a house that you want to see Mars in as far as, you know, you could injure yourself this, in this house. This is a house, um, the sixth house is the house of illness and your health. Um, so, you know, you want to kind of be careful with that. Watch about, watch out for fevers, inflammation, that type of thing, you know, get things checked out when, when it, when it crops up. This is, um. Also the house of, you know, your pet. So if your if your pet seems to have, you know, is scratching in one particular area, you know, get it checked out and make sure that it's not anything that's more serious, you know, because this Mars does have a lot to do with separation and, um, you know, fire and that type of thing. Just, just don't let things slip. So I covered health, pets, and... Uh, get into squabbles with, with, anger, with anger. (laughs) You might like, if you have, um, this is also like, this is the house of service. So if you are in a service or coworkers that you might work with might be a little angrier than normal. So just kind of know that when January, between January 4th and February 13th, if you are a Leo rising, just to take a chill pill and kind of Make sure that you are not fighting for things that you really don't want to have the full force behind you to do it. You know, that it's not worth fighting for. But if it is, Mars will help you out. Yeah.
1: And uh, from the 13th of February to the 22nd of March, Mars will be in Aquarius in your seventh house of your closest one on one relationships. So this is your romantic partners, but also business partners, close friends, and it can be clients particularly if you have a job that works very closely with um one on one with people. Yeah, I'm just looking at the date there, February 13th. I'm thinking somebody's not going to get uh Leo Ascendant's uh Valentine's Day card and they're gonna hit the roof. <laughs> no, maybe not. Anyway, uh Mars, you know, you gotta try and use this positively. So, you know, get active with um your partners, your friends, your um clients if possible you know you want to use that energy and drive in as positive a manner as possible you know Aquarius is a fixed sign you've got um Leo is your ascendant so you're pretty fixed yourself so there may be some issues you know it's hard to see the other person's point of view you know maybe if you can try and just agree to disagree or you know probably more helpful is doing
0: something more physical Mm, yes and on March 22nd Mars is going to be moving into Pisces which is your eighth house and the eighth house is other people's money you might be separating somebody from their money (laughs) Uh, no I'm just kidding Um, (laughs) this is this is (laughs) other people's money Um, taxes as well as loans and inheritance it, it, hopefully you're not cut out of somebody's will, but that this is definitely where it would show up if that's if that's the case for you and Mars isn't as very isn't as strong in Pisces as other signs that it could it could reside in so hopefully this isn't going to be too much of a big impact for you but in the eighth house you you still have to watch out for Mars being in there as it does have a lot to do with separation and when it comes to money, you don't want it to be on your end.
1: And from the 30th of April till the 8th of June, Mars is going to be in Aries, which is a sign that it rules, so it's quite strong here. It'll be in your ninth house, which includes subjects such as foreigners and foreign lands, it includes religion, philosophy, culture, beliefs, it's esoteric subjects like astrology and tarot, it's also publishing and the law. So the fact that it involves the law, uh, hopefully because Mars is an Aries, it should behave a little bit more than it usually would, at least it should be, um, it's got some dignity because it's in its own home sign. But yeah, not a good time to be pushing your luck with the law. When it comes to matters of um, lawsuits and that this could be just representative of like fighting you know which is what a lawsuit is. You're contesting something. May not be the most positive outcome but like I said it is an Aries so it might not be too bad. It may be just indicative of the actual fight that's going on through the lawsuit. You may want to watch um that you may have a little bit more difficulty with people from other cultures, other religions, other countries. But you know Mm. if you can use it in a positive manner that would be so much more beneficial obviously but um, yeah just aware that you know you may have issues regarding those sorts of topics at this time but you know Mars is strong in Aries hopefully it should be quite uh, not as negative for you. You know you may be required to exhibit some courage or bravery or just hard physical work energy regarding one of those topics and it's also higher education it could be like literally just doing lots of um, work required for your assignments for whatever you're studying.
0: And then on June 8th, Mars will move into Taurus, your 10th house. And this is the house of your career or what you're known for. So as opposed to uh, robbing a bank, this would be a good good time to get, you know, use that drive, you know, in a more positive way. If you've got, um, you know, a big uh, show, this would be a good time to, you know, use that energy to, you know, help your company with that um, or your career in in taurus mars doesn't have the uh the tools that it that it needs to work with in its most dignified way um so it 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 might struggle a little bit but you should s- hopefully when mars moves into your 10th house it gives you that drive for your for your career because that that's a good way to uh express mars is using that that drive that drive energy that mars gives you
1: Mm -hmm. And from the 20th of July to the 4th of September, Mars is going to be in Gemini in your 11th house. The 11th house is groups, friends and organizations. It's also people that can benefit you, uh, assist you with your career and public reputation. So you may find that um, just more disagreements or tension with people, the subjects associated with that house, uh, more positive manner would be to be more active. So with friends, you know, rather than um, just sitting around, maybe something more physical, going out, playing sport, or working on a project together, or doing something, a hike, exercise, whatever, may be a good way to express that energy in that house. It's in Gemini so it's ruled by Mercury so it could be um, harsh words so just be aware of that. Mars has to be somewhere. All the planets have to be somewhere. It's just if you're going to have trouble with friends or groups this is more likely to be the time from July 20th to September 4th. If you are born during the day you're more likely to have issues with Mars transits And if you're born at night, you're more likely to have issues with Saturn transits, generally speaking.
0: And then on September 4th, Mars is going to move into Cancer. And this is going to be in the 12th house. And this is the house of either hidden things or self-undoing. And so, you know, be watchful of accidents, that's for sure but i'm seeing this mars in 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 this 12th house as an emotional wreck. um you can really do some some things that are just so against your highest good when you let mars in that cancer house just just emotionally regurgitate <laughs> anything. so so you want to be careful of that because that's that that is this is the house of self-undoing. But this is also the house of hidden drive. So you can go, or Mars is the drive, and this is the house of hidden. So Mars, if you are going away to um, better yourself, to, you know, do a a workout regimen, this would be a good house to do that in. If you are, you know, going away, uh, this could also, this could also be, you know, going away to prison as well when you have Mars in your 12th house. But um, hopefully, and this will only affect you if you have other planets in your so it's not like everybody is mm-hmm. going to go to jail and <laughs> Mars goes in the 12th house, mm. but this would be a time to do that self undoing, but using that drive for the the hidden agendas that you might have, you know, like a rehab, this would be a, a good time to use that Mars to, it's going to be a more emotional Mars, but it, it might provide the drive for, you know, a, a, a betterment goal trying to do by going away and secluding yourself yeah.
1: And then from November 3rd we have Mars entering Leo which is your first house. This is your health and vitality. It's also how others see you. It's your appearance but also how they view you like your personality, how you dawn on others. So you should get a big boost of energy. Sometimes when Mars is in the 12th house you can feel quite drained of energy So you should get a big boost at this time. Mars is going to retrograde from the 6th of December to the 23rd of February and it's going to start that retrograde in your first house. So you may want to watch your health, maybe um, overexerting yourself a little bit because there's a need to go back and readdress things and when we're talking about Mars we're talking about things like aggression and irritation and rashness but we're also talking about bravery and courage and all that but I can't see why you would want to go back and necessarily readdress bravery or courage whereas something like acting too rashly or aggressively could have repercussions and maybe that's something that needs to be revisited. With this Mars retrograde it's also going to go back into that 12th house of your undoing which Don was talking about. So you know this could be something like your anger's got out of control and caused some sort of issues and it needs to be readdressed and that's not going to necessarily manifest that way for everybody but that's something that could potentially trip you up. So you need to watch how you use the energy of Mars Try to be more physically active to, you know, channel that Martian energy in a positive way if necessary, rather than taking out somebody physically or even verbally or whatever. You need to watch for rashness. You need to watch for acting too hasty and being too aggressive at this time, which sounds horrible, but yeah, it's. Not, it's not like everybody's going to be arrested or anything, but um, just it's in your 12th house and it's in your first house. So, for Leo ascendants in particular, this could have repercussions to your health or to your like you know, uh, the 12th house is places of confinement, which includes prisons and hospitals. So, yeah, you need to watch that aggression or that martial um spirit. And with um the retrograde shadow period that can extend this whole period from the 5th of October to May well, in um
0: 2025. Yeah. And and you need bravery to, to enter rehab. I mean to mm-hmm. to 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 change your life and, and make those steps. And this would be a great use of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: that that's a possibility too. It may be you enter rehab, but you know, after X amount of days you come out and you know there's a relapse or something and that could definitely have an impact on your health, which is a first house matter. So you may need to go back to rehab and um, address that issue. Or even if yeah. you um had something like, I know this happened to my grandfather, he had a hip replacement and he was told, you know, you, you can't be, you know, running around doing all this stuff. So what did he do? <laughs> and he was Nairies. <laughs> He, he wasn't going to sit still, so you know what he had to do? He had to go back to hospital and, you know, get redone, you know. So it could be something as simple as you, you've you been hospitalised for something, you've had some procedure done, but because you've got that burst of energy and you think you feel much better than you actually are, you may need to um, go back for more treatment or it may take longer to recover than you realise than it would have if you'd taken the rest and hadn't gone at it like a bullet at the gate.
0: Good point and then the next planet we are going to be talking about is jupiter and jupiter is the second of two um benefic planets that are are in the sky this is called the greater benefic and it is the major transit that it's going to be having this year is the Jupiter Uranus conjunction. Now Jupiter is interested in the, the the big picture, the goals. It's also in charge of it making things expand and grow bigger. So when Uranus when you add Uranus to that, Uranus is, is, is asking for you to look at something, a situation in a different light. It's also asking for freedom, revolutionary thought, also, even shocking and jaw dropping, or you know, uncomfortableness when when you're asked when you're being asked to look at something in a way that you're not used to looking at it in. So, when Jupiter when Jupiter and Uranus make this conjunction, it's going to happen right around our first eclipse, uh, which is going to happen in April. So, April eighth. So there's going to be a lot of energy in the air and this is this this conjunctions happening at 21 degrees of Taurus 49 minutes so if you have any planets at 21 degrees 49 minutes especially in the fixed signs you very well might have um this very well might impact you uh, this is supposed to be when you add the Jupiter and Uranus, you're, you're asking for big and expansive, shocking, um, you know, futuristic type of, of thinking. So this is going to be quite, um, eye-opening for a lot of people. I, 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 I think that this is, is, uh, going to be a very, um, energetic type of, of, of transit due to the fact that the eclipse is happening only 12 days prior to this.
1: So. Yeah and that um, the Saros series for that eclipse sounds like it's quite shocking in itself not necessarily negatively but kind of like there's kind of sudden movement and and I mean eclipses are do tend to upend things anyway but yeah big changes. Uh, more particularly if you have planets that are around about 21 degrees of the fixed signs like Donna said. And then uh, from the 25th of May 2024 Jupiter is going to move into Gemini where it's in detriment. So Jupiter it's the planet of luck. It's associated with optimism and enthusiasm and it's conducive to life. It's one of the planets that's conducive to life. It's um, helpful. It's a planet that says yes, as opposed to Saturn who says no. (laughs) Um, But yeah, this is going to be in your 11th house, which is a nice house. Um, This is to do with groups, friends and organizations. It's also people that can assist you, particularly with career or public reputation. So this could be some older, because Jupiter is often associated with, you know, slightly older, um, person that comes in and mentors you. Or it could be um, somebody in group or, you know, a friend that's uh, very beneficial. So, yeah, look, nice. It's not as strong as it could be in Gemini, but we're all dealing with it in Gemini and it's a benefic. So I don't expect anything too negative with this. It's just there may be a tendency for that optimism to um, not being as optimistic or enthusiastic as it could be. It may be more focused on the minor details rather than looking at the big picture. Jupiter has his joy in the 11th house and then uh, Jupiter is going to retrograde in that 11th house later from the 9th of October to the 4th of February 2025. So you know maybe some details will need to be gone over again you know or maybe there may be a loss of enthusiasm or optimism you know maybe that mentor came in and it's like I'm going to do all these great things to help assist you with this plan and um, maybe they get called away. Maybe they're unavoidable, they still want to help you but they, they can't because they've been distracted by something else. That's one possible manifestation but and it will go to 4th of February 2025 but you know sometimes yeah when Jupiter's retrograde we kind of don't see things as positively as they were you know. Or maybe we were overly optimistic about what we could achieve and um, you know they're kind of like, well no I can't make you president of the company. I was thinking about getting you a slightly higher position. (laughs) You know maybe our dreams were too big or whatever. So there may be some disappointment during the retrograde but quite often retrograde periods allow us to go back and refine and um, ultimately come to a better outcome
0: and then the next planet we're going to be talking about is Saturn and Saturn is the planet of rules regulations and no or not now you know Mm -hmm. not not always just no but it could be not now um, Saturn is, is the, the, the planet that makes you learn patience. Yeah. It's one of the furthest planets out. It was the boundaries and, and, and Saturn is all about boundaries. You know, like like you can go in here, but you can't go there. Saturn is not in its rulership signs that it has been in the last five years. It's moved into Pisces recently and, um, you know this is going to be in your 8th house and you might have to um you know follow more rules when you're when you're filling out your taxes or you might have to you know wait on an inheritance or things like that you know this is the planet that that just is is making you follow all the rules so this is about you know and when when saturn moves into the 8th house it's it's other people's money and resources um your significant others money and resources this could be uh something to do with your 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 significant other's um, pay was either cut or docked for some reason uh, that's how this would manifest with that.
1: Mm. And um, eighth house is also anxiety and worry and Saturn can be quite a depressive planet so you know maybe the anxiety regarding eighth house topics shared finances and resources or other people's money might be kind of playing on your mind more during this time. Saturn's going to retrograde in that house from the 29th of June to the 15th of November. So during this time matters to do with loans, debts, inheritances etc, partners, money, shared finances and that. There may be limitations or restrictions and in between the end of June and mid-November it may seem more problematic or it may seem More insurmountable, you might be like, Oh, this is never going to get passed. We're never going to get that inheritance. You know, somebody's contesting it, or, you know, we're never going to get this loan, or this person's never going to pay this money back. It may seem like, you know, a lost cause. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully that's not the case. It's about staying power and resilience and having to wait and have everything done, you know, by the book. So, hopefully, yes, there are those delays and that, but hopefully, at the end of the day, they shouldn't be that bad. But for whatever reason, you may need to go over old ground regarding those matters.
0: Saturn is going to retrograde 19 degrees Pisces to 12 degrees Pisces. So, that's only seven degrees. So, if you have any planets in those seven degrees Mm. in the mutable signs, uh, this might affect you a little bit more. Yeah. Then the next planet we have is Pluto. And Pluto has been doing that, you know, I'm trying to get from one side to the other. It'll re-enter Aquarius January 20th, 2024. And Pluto was briefly in Aquarius. um, And that is in your seventh house from March 23rd to June 11th of 2023. So it's going to be regressing back into Capricorn. So this is, it's trying to do that dance from you know going back and forth in between those two houses you know from the seventh and the sixth it's it's going back and forth uh having you transform Pluto is that planet of transformation
1: and you know you may have got some sort of indication of what you can expect from Pluto and Aquarius when it was in there from the 23rd of March to the 11th of June 2023 from the 1st of September 2024 until the 19th of November 2024 Pluto will be back in Capricorn. Uh, for those with planets at the very late degrees of the cardinal signs, so that's Capricorn, Cancer, Aries and Libra, you may be feeling this quite strongly because this may be the third, fourth or fifth time that uh, pluto is being kind of quite close to one of those natal planets. This will be the last time that Pluto is in Capricorn though it's going to move out into Aquarius on the 19th of November and it's not coming back to Capricorn for another 240 something years so there may be matters wrapped up in your Capricorn house which is your sixth house so maybe there's been matters to do with your health maybe you know it's been kind of like it's bad it's good it's improving it's relapsing this may be um, something uh, that's been all over the place. It could be something to do with employees or those that you work with. It could be service to others. So as I said, particularly if you have planets in the late degrees of the cardinal signs, uh, you will um, probably feel this more than others. But it's been in Capricorn since 2008 it has ducked into um, Aquarius last year but yeah matters to do with uh, health service to others pets are also included in this house and you know your daily routine so
0: it will be moving into your seventh house instead and then Pluto re-enters Aquarius November 19th Uh, 2024 and will remain in Aquarius in your seventh house until March 8th, 2043, when it moves into Pisces in your eighth house. Um, Pluto will dip back into Aquarius one more time before moving into Pisces on January 19th, 2044. That's 21 years that we will be having Pluto in Aquarius. So that'll be in your seventh house. So that is going to be, um, you know some transformation as far as uh your significant other if you you know so use that energy to to change up your relationship as as opposed to having it burn in in the in the flames of the phoenix uh, uh but this very well might have you do a significant change
1: yeah yeah it might change your relationship quite significantly but hopefully for the better
0: And then we have the eclipses. The eclipses are always fun. Um, They're fun to look at. They're fun to get together with friends and look at them. Make sure you are wearing protection on your eyes as it can be very harmful to your eyes. But we start off, um, the eclipses are, they come in um, two sets. One set in the spring and one set in the fall. Per set, there's either two or three, sometimes four eclipses innocent, but that would be a very rare occurrence. But in, with the, they go by the, their sero cycle and uh, this, the lunar eclipse will happen March 25th, 2024. It'll happen at five degrees Libra and seven minutes and this will happen in your third house. It will also happen, we'll have another eclipse within just a couple weeks of that. A solar eclipse, and that'll happen April eighth, twenty twenty four, at nineteen degrees Aries twenty four minutes, and that'll happen in your ninth house. And if you look at that, those are ho- those are houses that are usually opposite, and that's how the eclipses typically run: is they they go on the same axis of those you know those two houses. And we have a book that we use as our eclipse Bible written by Bernadette Brady and um, Linda do you happen to have that handy?
1: Yes uh, this solar eclipse on the 8th of April is part of Saros series 8 North and this is what uh, Bernadette says about this eclipse series inventiveness and flashes of genius are the hallmark of this Saros series the individual will have intuitive leaps insights good ideas visions or vivid dreams This newfound inspiration will pull the person away from his or her social life or relationship, thereby causing strain in the private life. This is a time when the person needs to be free, if only for a few weeks. So this is more likely to impact you if you have planets round about 19 degrees of the cardinal signs. So that's Aries, Libra, Cancer and Capricorn and uh, you may find because Saros series, um, eclipses from the same Saros series occur every 18 years, you may find that there's a linking to something happening around about the time of the eclipse to events in 2006, 1988, 1970 or 1952. So with lunar eclipses there may be a tendency to be more internalized changes. And uh because lunar eclipses happen on full moons, it may have something to do with endings or culmination or completion. Uh, whereas solar eclipses happen on new moons and they may be linked to um more external events, but also maybe new beginnings or new people coming into your life. But eclipses can be sudden change, sudden stops, sudden starts. Sometimes they can turn things on the head, but it tends to be more likely to happen if the eclipse degrees are making contacts with natal planets close to those degrees or opposite or square them. Or even, you know, trine or sextile, but when they're trine or sextile, they don't tend to be as difficult to deal with or they're not as disruptive, I suppose. And we have a lunar eclipse on the 17th of September, which will be the first of the Pisces eclipses will be happening in your eighth house. So that's associated with shared finances and resources. And then we have the solar eclipse in 10 Libra in your third house. And Donna's got some information about that Saros cycle.
0: For that Saros cycle out of Bernadette Brady's book, is um, it has a lot to do with separation and loss and to be parted and to finish something and to feel sad at its completion. Physical injury is also possible through overstraining one's own strength. This is not the time to undertake strenuous physical activities and these can have a lot to do with things that happened around the eclipses of 1952, 1970, 1988, 2006. So if you can remember back to when those were happening that will be the same flavor of this eclipse.
1: Yes. I'm trying to think. Uh, Yeah so try and be um, careful if you've got something around about 10 degrees of the cardinal signs. Be careful in your local neighborhood or around neighbors or what else would be third house. Maybe just driving around in your car even. but That's not so physical. Husbands, brothers and sisters. Oh yes. Don't don't start fights with your brothers and sisters. Or maybe even, you know, be careful if you're doing something active. That can be something as simple as, you know, playing a game of sport with them. So yeah, maybe give that yeah. a wide wide berth uh, A month either side of the eclipse.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The October solar eclipse is the last of the Libra eclipses, but we will still have an Aries eclipse in March 2025. So we're not quite done with that access.
1: No, no. We're not.
0: Happy new year for the Leo risings and ascendants. We appreciate you watching and sharing and liking our video. And we hope this is beneficial to planning your year ahead.
1: Yeah yeah and if you've enjoyed that we'd encourage you to like and subscribe every two weeks we do horoscopes for the new and the full moon for all the zodiac signs and we also look ahead at the planetary aspects between the new and the full moons and uh, describe those and you know what sort of energies are about so thank you for listening and we hope that 2024 is kind to you